My name is Jenny and I created Random Scottish History, a website at rsh.scot. That website aims to compile and put out as much information on Scottish history in Scotland as possible for the people interested. I find this information from books, uh, mainly, and newspaper resources. They are not new books, they are old books. They are books that I source from varying auction houses online. The specification for the books is that they are pre-20th century publications. I find books published post-20th century are too biased with a British point of view. It doesn't take Scotland as an independent entity and uh, they see the island as a whole, as all the nations as one. We are one. That was a propaganda spread by the First and Second World Wars. And it tainted the history thereafter, I find. Um, there are history out there. There are histories out there from the 20th century that are perfectly sound, but I prefer to aim for the original sources. History for history's sake, you know. Yeah, I was always into history, uh, but going on the night shift at work meant that I had far more time on my hands. So I took to really getting about London, Victorian London, uh, and classical Greek-Roman history. And to that end, I wanted to learn ancient Greek. So I did an open university course. And I did four years of an arts and humanities course, and just on the cusp of learning the ancient Greek, beginning the studies to that end, um, the Scottish referendum happened, and I thought I better turn my attention to something that's important and close to home at the moment. And my historical di- attention was diverted to towards Scotland's direction. For a first-time visitor, I would probably suggest heading straight for the scans, uh, the scan books. That gives you a good idea of what's already been uploaded. Uh, there are lots of scanned images throughout the chapters of the books, but that's, I think, more for when you know what you're you're after a wee bit, or, or maybe you know you want to read that book. Uh, I would aim for the scans as a first-time uh, visitor to the site. But if you're looking for something specific, uh, you can go to the search tab at the top of the website and click the word search in purple. Everything is purple in Random Scottish History. And it will take you to a custom Google search for the site and uh, you can search for what you like. And if you're not finding what you're looking for, then there's a contact form. Get a hold of me and I will see if I can't research what it is you're looking for. When I started reading the books that I was collecting, I was finding information that I knew people weren't aware of, uh, I hadn't heard talked about it, I hadn't learned it at school, so I was typing up just bits and pieces that I was finding of interest, I was putting it on Facebook and people were responding really positively to it and, and quite confused and surprised and uh, my friend Bill suggested that I make a Facebook page out of it, so the Random Scottish History Facebook page was created. It was still just snippets, anything I found interesting I would type up and I published, but it would be published in a JPEG format so it wasn't searchable. Um, so creating the website was really with a view to making the information searchable for everyone looking for it. And uh, so I began to type up entire books, footnotes, appendixes, everything from books because uh, I felt like who was I to choose what someone might find interesting or not. Like I say, I'm in night shift uh, employment permanently, so um, the majority of my work is done at night. The Book of Days um, that started, I started on January 1st this year, 2019, has 
uh, made it so that there's a post every single day and those posts are published at five minutes past midnight the site's updated at ten minutes past midnight uh, so the, it appears in the menu options uh, as well and occasionally I'll write an update informing folk of whatever has changed and the updates tend to be around six in the morning-ish um, but if you're you're reading what I'm publishing as I'm publishing it then you're aware of exactly the same information as I'm aware of you're you're taking the same journey as I am in learning about Scotland's history because uh, I don't know these things I don't know what I'll find in a book when I pull it out of the bookshelf it could have any information in it and uh, so I, I, I'm continually surprised I'm continually learning and again if anyone is reading as I'm publishing they know exactly what I know and, and they're on the same journey uh, our education historical wise in Scotland is very much British based it's from a very British bias um, but that leads to the information we're receiving as being Henry VIII and his six wives, Elizabeth and the Spanish Armada, the 1666 Great Fire of London, while at the same time we're not being taught who was on the throne at the same time as Henry VIII, we're not being taught that the Spanish came to Scotland for help against Elizabeth and that we were considering it. Uh, we're not taught, taught about the 1824 Great Fire of Edinburgh, which is far more contemporary and far closer to home. It was just as destructive. I just feel like like someone has a duty to to shine a light on Scotland's history because it's been neglected too long. Nobody knows it. And, and I know this for a fact because of the comments I'm receiving from people. They say, oh my God, I can't believe like this happened. Or I didn't realise people felt that way. Or, or oh my God, like if that had happened things would be completely different you know um, and it's great like it's been a really positive reception and it, it, that just keeps me going that keeps me wanting to find out more and putting out more and you know satisfying everybody's curiosity uh, as well as my own the wealth and quality of information that I come across fuels my work um, as well as again just people's reactions and the reception that, that a lot of the posts get from folk uh, that, that just, why would I not want to continue doing these things? You know? Every so often someone will come to me with the suggestion of a project or maybe they just have a query, something that they're interested in. Um, the most recent example of that was Mr David Taylor, uh, who is an author that I was contacted by via Twitter. He was curious about whether it would be easy enough to find correspondence from people, Scotsmen, in favour of the, the British Union, uh, loyal to Britain, who perhaps had a grievance or or saw that there was maybe an issue to be overcome in a bit to make the Union more fair, a more complete, a more uh, united Union uh, of people. And I told them I could absolutely do that. And I went to the British Newspaper Archive and began what has ended up being about two and a half months' worth of work that was only just completed yesterday, um, which was finding articles from 1700 to 1900 that had anything to do with the Treaty of Union and how people felt about it at the time, and about 99% of it are it is all from people 
who are in favour of the British Union, who saw issues with it, and it makes for an absolutely fascinating read. The website's updated daily due to Book of Days. Uh, the Book of Days is Robert Chambers' um, production. He was one of those authors that wrote from a particularly English standpoint, even though he was a Scottish author and historian, he wrote for the, the English market. So I have uploaded his entire domestic annals, but I have also explained why I'm not going to be uploading the entire Book of Days. It's uh, got far too much England-specific history, and I feel like we've had quite a lot of that uh, just in our general education growing up. Um, I would like to remain Scotland-centric, although I do add the extraneous details from from elsewhere um, worldwide. But it also gives me the chance to do an In Other Sources section daily, which is bringing articles that have already been published to the site, already uploaded, but it brings them back out and and makes them again contemporary to the site and and brings them to people's notice afresh and and people can can link to the book from each of those posts as well to find out any more on anything they're particularly interested in. History is continually mirrored in the present. Um, That was the purpose of of Mr Taylor's request for for information on the Treaty of Union. Uh, With the political upheavals in Britain at the moment, uh, what with the the European Union and uh, the questions that that's throwing up with regards to the British Union of of the the countries involved with that. These are questions that have been asked before. These are questions that, that people have discussed openly before. And the people now aren't, they're not aware of that. So we hear all these issues as though it's a fresh take and they've discovered a thing. And then I published a newspaper article from 150 years ago where someone is saying exactly the same thing and there are all the arguments against it. And it's brilliant. I mean, the Treaty of Union articles have huge relevance at the moment uh, in terms of, of what's the decisions that are facing Scotland for its futures for future just now. Um, and I feel it's important to know it in order to be able to progress positively with our country. Um, a big issue in 19th century Britain was the issue of centralisation. So the first article of the Treaty of Union makes it very clear that when the countries of Great Britain are being discussed as a whole, they were to be termed as such. They were Great Britain or Britain, British. Um, But there was a trend amongst um, many of the English, few even of Scots authority, and uh, they would take to calling Britain or British things England or English. And this became a very contentious issue uh, with... um, the, the mid-19th century Scots, uh, uh, to the point where by the end of the, the 19th century, they, they were so fed up, they decided to petition Queen Victoria, and they managed to get just over 104,000 signatures on a petition that was entirely cross-partisan, and you could tell that from the signatures on the the petition. The petition stretched just over three quarters of a mile long 
and it was delivered down to it was Lord Balfour of Burley. It was a uh, it was quite a thing. It was called the Monster Petition, and we don't know that it ever happened, and it probably still exists somewhere. So. I would really like to get a hold of uh, Aberdeen University's uh, set of the Scottish Chronicon they've brought out. Uh, I, I feel like that has some information worth knowing. It's old information too. So it's nice to get as, as far back as, as possible with the the literature and original sources. So it was it was great that they've reproduced it. The last chapter of the Scottish Chronicon uh, is actually published in the Black Book of Paisley, which is what I was looking for when I purchased the Black Book of Tamo, which is uploaded in the scans on the site. Random Scottish History uh, is a hobby. It's a project. It's a personal project. It's unfunded. Uh, it's, I just do it off my own back because it's something that really interests me. It's now something I'm beginning to feel is becoming important. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm offering a, a good resource to people uh, who are set on finding out these things. Um, but uh, it, it wasn't done with a view to, to making money from it. Uh, however, I do have a side project in publishing... John F. Campbell's Popular Tales of the West Highlands and he he's done a sterling job they're they're what your Disney stories are or were originally they are Grimm's stories as the Grimm's told the stories they are gritty they there's violence there's uh, scenarios that are delicate uh I'm interested to see how they're going to come across to, to a contemporary audience. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about people's reactions to the stories. I, I love them, uh, which is why I really wanted to bring them out again. But they're also unillustrated. I can't find any illustrations that go along with these stories. So Alex is going to illustrate the book for me as well, which, I mean, that in itself makes them worthwhile. I feel the pictures already are fantastic. And I've set up a Patreon site to that in patreon.com forward slash random scottish history in which people can subscribe to a tier you'll see the pictures that Alex is doing uh, as he's finishing them and I'm uploading them Uh, the stories are published on random scottish history and uh, that's with a view to raising the money to publish the books there is a a $10 tier, which is the most that I allow people to go for. I don't want this to be an expensive endeavour like for, for people to, to support. But the Mormare tier, they have the additional option of a a gory edition of the, the popular tales once we've brought them out. Because that's the way my mind goes. I wanted gory pictures. I wanted the, the blood and the, you know, the, the more gritty scenes in picture form. So the other tiers, the lower tiers, I'm quite happy to, to do family family friendly editions but I wanted an edition for myself and I thought there's going to be other people like myself that are a little morbidly, morbidly inclined and be want the same thing so I've, I've put that option out there for folk if they, they want to take it too. There are contributors to Random Scottish History, uh, it's not just myself, Alex does the illustrations for the, the page uh, for some of the contents pages, some of the more text-heavy um, 
chapters. Wallace, of course, and Bruce and Mary all got their portraits done for, for their chapters in the historical works. And uh, so so that makes the site more approachable. I feel like just putting out barrages of text makes people turn off a little bit and, and disengage somewhat. So it, it's nice to have a bit of colour and, and uh, pictures there. Um, we also have Tam McCann from the Parkhead History Group. He has contributed two articles on the necrop- two of the necropolises in Glasgow, the City Necropolis up by Glasgow Cathedral and the Eastern Necropolis, the Janefield Cemetery, uh, just up the road from where we are in Bridgeton. And um, we also have Tony, who is a colleague of mine from, from my work, my employment. Uh, he has very... Oh, I'm so I'm so appreciative of him doing the the title song for our videos. Um, he he compiled a, a wee song. He composed a wee song for us that it gets caught in my head every time I hear it. Uh, so, but I love it. I love it. So uh, yeah, contributors are more than welcome to the site. Um, David Taylor, I guess, is also a contributor just by dint of proposing the project on the Treaty of Union, because uh, that's given me. I think I've uploaded about. 150,000 words just in the Treaty of Union articles that David uh, suggested. So um, he's also a contributor, you know, and yeah, that's. I just want to get information out there and I, I don't mind who, who suggests a, a topic. I will certainly, if anyone's interested in anything, then I want to oblige. So. Random Scottish History attended Mardi Gras this year, which was good fun. We all attended in. Uh, a rainbow unicorn onesies and got in about it, which was uh, aye, it was a good laugh. It was uh, it was really good. That was off the back uh, as well of the the Pride in Scottish History article, which was again British newspaper archive uh, research just from the press, and that's a fantastic article as well if if you get a minute to read it. Um, but yeah, we we attend events. Uh, we like to to get about and, and meet folk, and of course, people are are welcome to the house to view the collection if if their interest takes them this way. I would like to thank uh, everybody that's donated anything to Random Scottish History, either financially through uh, the wee subscription page at the the end of the website and with the search and contact, uh, or by by donating books. I've had some. Stoughton editions uh, donated to the site. They're just fantastic. Uh, also the odd bottle of whiskey. And you can't go wrong where we nip every now and then. Um, so, yeah, donations are, are, are welcome and appreciated, super appreciated. Uh, I appreciate everyone that, that even just follows the site or takes a minute to read the odd article. It's, it's all of use. It's all useful. Anyone interested in anything to do with Scotland, visit the site, do it.